Chapter Fifty Four of the Peril Finders. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Peril Finders by George Fenn. Chapter Fifty Four. Onward. Whether the Indians followed up their trail, the Peril Finders never knew for they saw no more of that tribe, and wandered on for days in safety, passing into a new tract of country which Griggs hailed with delight. It's not Goldie land, he said, pointing, but a place where we can do a good deal of hunting and lay up stores, dried meat for stock, before we enter the mountains yonder. Why do you say that? asked Ned. Because of those old bleached bones? Yes, buffalo. That means going on for months. Once we hit upon the tail end of a drove, we can hang on to them as long as we like, and head them in towards the mountains and forest land yonder. There's a peak there that looks very like the one we want to find. But the weeks went on, during which the bison drove was found, and supplied the party with all the meat they needed, and sport besides, at the long gaunt wolves, always on the lookout for the weakly calves. There was sport, too, with the bears, and a narrow escape for the doctor from a grizzly, which overtook and clawed him from his pony's back, the end seeming very near. But Chris Lee's rifle bullet was quicker than the huge bear, whose skin, when sun-dried, became the doctor's bed by night, when it was hot, his cover, when it was cold. Then the great peak, reached at last, gave the adventurers a wondrous view all round, but not of the Golden City which always seemed to be farther off, while none of the peaks they found accorded with the old prospector's map. But as the time glided on, adventures were always at hand. Another strange rock city was discovered, evidently inhabited at a later date, for here the old dwellers' domestic implements were plentiful in the cell-like homes cut in the terraces of cliff or canyon. Great earthen handmade pots that had evidently held some kind of grain, flint heads for arrows, and those of larger size which might have been used for spears. And so the journeying went on, with times when Indians surprised the party and were driven off, while others again that were found by a rushing river proved friendly and willing to show the strange white people how it was possible to get mule loads of a kind of salmon in a day from the rushing waters for present eating and for splitting open and drying in the sun. Then bison again, another salmon river, a narrow escape from a horrible death by thirst once more, encounters with rattlesnakes, the discovery in a great open plain of the cause of a distant roaring sound like water, just at a time when it was once more wanted most. And there it was, where they could look down tantalus-like from the brink of a vast crack in the level plain and see a vast river foaming along a half-mile below them never to be reached and then a year had passed and the second began as full of adventure and excitement as ever but by this time while still pursuing the phantom gold they had learned by experience the value of keeping near Salmon River and verdant rolling plain, where bison were still plentiful, and the adventurer's larder was always well supplied. They led the life of the Indians of the plain, save that the finding of the golden city and temple was always kept in mind. Twice over, Griggs declared that though they had not found it, 
they had discovered the high road which led directly there it was a watery way between perpendicular cliffs and the place had been hailed for its promise of salmon which they shot and speared as they glided in shoals over the yellow sands it was after scooping a wounded fish from the swift waters that chris afterwards took the tin hanging from his belt and stood knee-deep to fill the vessel with the clear cold water fresh from the mountains hand me a tinful cried ned who stood aloof so as not to wet his buffalo skin boots it was boylike chris filled the tin and giving griggs a merry look scooped it half full of sand as well i say it feels precious heavy cried ned as he raised it to his lips yeah he shouted and he was about to toss the contents back over the giver but griggs caught him by the arm i'll drink that he said i'm not afraid of a little sand he drank till the sand touched his lips and then held it in the sunshine looking into the tin stooped and refilled it and rinsed it round to pour away a mixture of sand and water refilled again and repeated and repeated till nearly all the sand had gone and then he held out the cup in triumph for the others to see a few glistening pieces of yellow metal about as big as small smooth flattened shot gold he cried now then all we have to do is follow up this river into the mountains the golden city is there and they followed that river for weeks living upon the salmon and washing for gold from time to time and rarely without finding a few tiny nuggets while the river grew more narrow more rugged more difficult of access and drove them at last into cutting off curves and windings in the vast plain through which it flowed but the golden city was not there nor anywhere else in their wanderings which at last from sheer necessity in the way of supplies drew near an end but the journey was not over yet for the surprise of all they dropped one day upon a large settlement with stores and all the necessaries required by civilized man here they rested and recouped for a month exciting no surprise for prospectors were common objects there neither did their departure after they had purchased all they needed excite remark for men came from the mountains to buy powder and blankets and wandered off again in parties generally with mules to bear their loads it was like getting out of prison to be far away in the wilds again the boy said and then the search went on week after week month after month always in vain but despair and disappointment never cast a shadow over their little camp for it was a delightful healthy exciting life with every day bringing something new and the golden city appearing generally in the distance after their most tiring days when they had eaten drunk of the crystal waters and rolled themselves in their blankets to sleep it was then that the golden city came bright and tempting the visions of their dreams always luring them on when they rose refreshed by their rest in the clear air of the mountains or the plain oh we're going to do it yet griggs would say merrily and then they tramped to rest their ponies and galloped when there was game afoot and the time went on and on and on end of chapter fifty four